Well, welcome to the Way Home Podcast, my friends. I'm so glad you're joining me today. This is a special bonus episode that I'm dropping for you this week. In addition to our regular schedule of interviews with uh, pastors and church leaders and uh, interesting people, uh, this one is actually a bonus episode. It's a sneak preview of a podcast series that I have partnered with uh, Life Audio and Crosswalk.com to do in conjunction with my book, The Characters of Christmas. And the podcast is entitled The Characters of Christmas. And each episode I go through each one of the chapters, each one of the characters in the Christmas story, uh, Mary and Joseph and uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, uh, Simeon, Anna, the wise men, Herod, all of them. Uh, this one is from the the very first episode where I kind of explain what I'm doing in the book and it's called Jesus the greatest character of them all and of course the Christmas story we we talk about all those people around our nativity sets but ultimately they're kind of like spokes on the wheel where the hub the, the center of it all is this baby Jesus who is the greatest character of all so uh, I'd love for you to take a listen, and if you enjoy it, uh, then you can go find uh, the entire uh, podcast series uh, over at lifeaudio.com. Uh, you can look it up in your favorite podcast player. Just search Characters of Christmas. Uh, you can also, uh, we'll have links in the show notes of this episode as well. You can also get my book, The Characters of Christmas, from your favorite retailer, uh, and I'd love for you to pick that up for your Christmas reading uh, this year. But thank you for joining me. I won't keep any longer. Let's go now to the characters of Christmas. Well, welcome everybody to a special new podcast that we are calling The Characters of Christmas. Uh, and this is about the unlikely people caught up in the story of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I am excited this year for Christmas. Uh, every year, I cannot wait till Christmas season uh, arrives. But especially this year, 2020 has been a difficult year in so many ways from the coronavirus pandemic and the both the suffering with people who have had it and many who have passed away, but also the the kind of shutdowns we've had to do in order to uh, contain the pandemic, the dissension in the country, a presidential election, racial tension. And I probably didn't mention three or four other things. So this year, I'm looking forward to Christmas. And I like it because it's not just a day. Of course, it's Christmas Day, but it's a season, really. And we start thinking about it really a little bit at, right after Thanksgiving. Although for some of us who uh, have zero shame about this, I start playing Christmas music kind of mid-November, uh, and I just love it. The real story of Christmas, I think, meets us in this moment more than we realize. There's a lot festive about Christmas, and I love all of it. I love the lights. I love the trees. I love the ornaments, uh, the gifts, the festive shops, the music. But the thing about Christmas is that the real story of Christmas has a lot of festive nature to it. The angels singing uh, in the shepherd's fields, the wise men worshiping, the shepherds leaving everything and worshiping. But there's also a lot of sadness. It comes in the middle of a world as broken and difficult as ours. And it comes to a people that were really beleaguered and 
repressed and oppressed. The Jewish people had um, lost their homeland, the rule of their homeland. They'd lost their independence. They were under Roman rule. Every time when they would walk and come to Jerusalem, they see those Roman flags flying. It was just a visceral reminder uh, that of what they had lost. Uh, they also had not heard from God really for 400 years. When the Old Testament closes in Malachi, between that point and the New Testament era, there had been no angels, there had been no prophets. Um, There was this anticipation, this expectation uh, that God would send a Messiah, but there was a lot of cynicism. There had been false messiahs, there had been uprisings, and then those being crushed. There was corruption at all levels. There was the dominant Roman rule. And so Christmas came at a time that was broken for God's people and for the world. And I just think that's important for us to think about as we approach Christmas, that it's very festive, but it also meets us in our sorrow. I want to share first on the festive part, uh, and I'd love for you to think about your own favorite memories. I have three memories when I think about Christmas. Uh, I think, first of all, of my dad every Christmas Eve opening his King James Bible and reading to us from Luke chapter 2 and him kind of reading in that steady voice that he had uh, and just every year looking forward to that and hearing those words about the birth of Jesus. Then I also think about us getting dressed up and going to church on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve service is such a wonderful tradition in my family and probably in yours. We would have church at 11 o'clock. I'm not sure why, but we did. It was wonderful and we'd go and we'd see our friends and we'd exchange gifts and we'd hear a wonderful message and we'd sing Christmas carols. And then we'd go home and on the car ride, we'd typically beg my dad to let us open presents that night. He would pretend like he was really being hard and he would say, no, we got to wait till the morning. But then my mom would always kind of beg him to do it and he would always relent and then we'd open our our gifts so that's my second memory my third memory and this is so commercial and not spiritual is the arrival right about mid-november of the sears wish book catalog now if you're younger than me i'm 42 uh, my kids don't have a clue what this is but if you're around my age maybe a little younger and older you remember that Sears wish book. You know, this was before we had Amazon.com and we could just go like look everything up before we had Google. The wish book would come and I would very painstakingly thumb through that wish book and look at all the new stuff. And I would not so subtly mark off things I really wish I could get for Christmas. And here's the trick. The toys were not always just in the toy section. You had to really be careful because they would sneak toys and other cool stuff in other sections. I always wanted a rock tumbler for some weird reason, and I never got one. Funny thing is, my wife actually got, and kids got me one last year, and I made smooth rocks, and it was really cool. But those are my three memories. But I do recognize that not everyone approaches Christmas um, with fond memories. Not everyone feels like Andy Williams, that this is the favorite time of the year. For some people, it's more like Merle Haggard saying, if we could just make it through December. For some of you, Christmas is a reminder of what you've lost. Uh, Empty spaces around the table where loved ones were. Uh, Broken relationships. Hard, difficult family situations and family trauma. 
And every Christmas you're reminded and you have to be thrust back into that. And it's hard and it's lonely and it's painful. Some of you who are single or wish you uh, were married, it's a reminder that you're uh, of, of some loneliness. People are loneliest around the holidays. And I just want to say to you that Christmas has something for you too because it's not all festivity. It's not all lights and candles and wonderfulness. There's deep sorrow in the original Christmas story. There's pain. God is breaking in, in the person of Jesus, to a world in deep and hard pain, and to people who are suffering and poor and oppressed. And so I want you to find comfort and rest in this story. The reason Christmas is important is not just because it's a good feeling, and we've, and it is, and it's not just because of um, Hallmark movies, which we all love. My wife makes me watch them <laughs> with her. But it's something more than that. It's, it's more than good vibes and good feelings. If the Christmas story is true, it changes everything. It means that God has broken into the world he created, a world that has been layered through and marbled over with sin and corruption. And, and I don't have to tell you that. You see it around you. You see injustice around you. You see corruption. You see horrible things happen to good people. You understand that the world is not as it should be. And you probably understand that you are not as you should be and I'm not as I should be. That we have dark spots and dark places in our lives that we would like to overcome. And we can't. We also see that the, the world, the planet is cursed. We have hurricanes and pandemics and Things that, that are just awful. And so Christmas is the story of God breaking into a world layered over and cursed by, the, by sin. By, by the choice that Adam and Eve made in the garden. When they made that deal with the devil that set the world away from what it should be. And it's the story of God breaking in. In the person of Jesus. Of God fulfilling his promises throughout the Old Testament, uttered by the prophets and whispered in both story and illusion and typography throughout the Old Testament, that God would send a redeemer, God would send a rescuer into our midst. And it's the story of God coming down to this earth, the Son of God, leaving heaven and taking on the most vulnerable and fragile form of a baby. And not a baby born in a palace. And not a baby born in, in Herod's courts. Not a baby born to the nobility, to the rich. But a baby born to a teenage girl in a backwater town, engaged to be married to a maybe middle class, but probably lower class, blue-collar carpenter. And God entrusting the Son of God to these people. Jesus coming in the most vulnerable way. Uh, and it's a mystery that God could become human. That the human and divine could be in Jesus. If this is true, this is what we're saying at Christmas. If, if Christmas is true, then everything changes. That light has dawned and come into the world. This is the true story of Christmas. The story that Luke 
and Matthew and John and Isaiah and others tell is that this baby in the manger was no ordinary child. That Jesus Christ was both God and man in the flesh. And he would be a light not only for the Jewish people, but a light for everyone. The world today is depressingly dark at times, as it was on that first Christmas. But in Jesus, we see the light has dawned and has overcome the darkness. What do we want to do in this podcast is really highlight something wondrous about the people that make up the story of Jesus' birth. I've always been fascinated about the wonderful ordinariness about the characters of Christmas. Jesus didn't come and wasn't born in a Roman palace or or Herod's court. Uh, The Holy Spirit didn't choose aristocrats or princes to bear to announce, to celebrate the coming of the long-promised Messiah. I love what Martin Luther, the reformer, says about the ordinariness of Christmas. He says, who then are those to whom this joyful news is to be proclaimed? Those who are faint-hearted and feel the burden of their sins, like the shepherds to whom the angels proclaim the message, letting the great lords in Jerusalem, who did not accept it, go on sleeping. And so I'd like to invite you on this journey to look afresh at the story of Jesus as told through the lives of those who found their way to the manger, who intersect with the story we tell ourselves every year around fireplaces and auditoriums and in hidden places around the world. And let's let the characters of Christmas point us back to the one whose light illuminates us all. Will you go on this journey with me? The Characters of Christmas podcast is a production of lifeaudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This Christmas season, we hope you'll also check out Dan's book, The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. It's available for Moody Publishers on Amazon.com or wherever you buy your books. You can find more from Dan and all his latest books and podcasts by visiting his website, danieldarling.com. If you liked what you just listened to, would you take a second and tell your friends about us? And maybe also leave us a rating on your favorite podcast app. This podcast is produced by Kelly Givens and Stephen Sanders, with editorial oversight provided by me, Stephen McGarvey. To find more great Christian podcasts like this, check out the rest of our shows at lifeaudio.com.